As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aaval-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Sparrow uh, presentation. Let me give you a little information on how to raise your hand so that you can participate. Um, You're able to uh, raise your hand, ask questions during the presentation. So let's get going so that um, Jeff can go ahead and make his presentation. Okay, so from the PC, it will be Alt-A and the Mac. Uh, it's going to be command shift a, and all this is to unmute yourself. And then from the app, uh, it's going to be in the middle of the screen. You know, you just push the button. All right. And then, um, you're going to do star six so we can hear you to raise your hand from the PC. It's alt Y from the Mac. It's option Y. on the app, um, again, you um, will do the um, button in the middle and um, in the phone, star nine. And we're all set. Go ahead, Jeff. It's all yours. Well, thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. Wonderful to be here today. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on ACB Communities. Um. I've been here lots of times and I always look forward to uh, coming on and and being able to chat with you all. And I uh, always like to make sure that you guys know how to participate at the beginning of the presentation so that if you have a question or a comment, even you won't forget it before you decide or before you figure out how to uh, how to unmute and or raise your hand. So I think that's important. I mean, we usually have a small enough group here, you know, where if you want to get in and say something, you certainly can. And we're going to have plenty of time in order for you to do that today. Before we start, I just want to mention a couple of things. Um, We are looking forward to being back out in public, seeing many of you at the upcoming CSUN conference that's coming up in California, Anaheim, California, right close to Disneyland there at the Anaheim Marriott. And that is going to be next week already. I can't believe how fast that's coming up, but it's uh, I, the pre-conference stuff will start uh, Monday and Tuesday, I believe. Larry, do I have that correct? And then we'll be uh, in the booth Tuesday evening right. for the reception, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So really, it goes on all week. It does. They've started a day earlier, so a lot of events are actually starting Tuesday, and then they'll break down uh, sometime Friday afternoon. So they've, they've backed yeah. it up a day. Right. We have, um, we have an entire list of presentations that are going to be going on in our Vispero conference room so you may want to look at that you can go to our website and do that from freedomscientific.com or vispero.com and if you have any issue locating that list if you're going to be out there 
definitely send us an email. You can send me directly a note if you'd like. That is jbazer, J-B-A, let me start over, J-B like boy, A-Z-E-R, at Vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com. And that's the email address you can use for any questions or comments you have about this presentation. But also, you know, if you have other questions at all regarding anything to do with Vispero and Freedom Scientific, and that could be with CSUN or anything else. But we're definitely looking forward to, to being there, to seeing everybody once again in person. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it, in a way, you know, the, the time's gone by rather fast through COVID, which is good because we've been able to keep in touch with many of you through applications like this, you know, with ACB communities, uh, various Zoom presentations that we've done. We've got several webinars that are archived and on our training pages now. We have an entire page dedicated to all the various webinars that were done. Some of them actually took place prior to COVID, but we really ramped that up, you know, when we were all staying home and, and not able to be out in front of you folks live. So uh, we'll let you know a little more about that as we go through here today, too. I want to make sure you all know how to get there. And, and what we have to talk about today is, is going to have to do with our training pages as well. So just wanted to make sure and mention CSUN next week. If you're coming out, make sure and come and see us. We're going to have three booths, 503, 603, and 703. So all of our products will be represented, including our TPGI side of the business, which deals with services and um, accessibility for web, uh, accessible kiosks, lots of different things there that we'll have to be able to show and demonstrate for you. We're going to spend some time today talking about navigating the web with JAWS and Fusion and, and ZoomText to a degree as well. So uh, as you're using our software, we have lots of tools available or one main tool with a whole lot of different pages and parts to show you how navigating on the web actually works with our software. And we're going to spend some time on that today. First of all, before we start, one other thing I want to mention to you, the latest version of JAWS Fusion and ZoomText is version 2022. And you might recall uh, about four years ago when we changed our conventional uh, numbering system of the software, it used to be, okay, you're on JAWS 15, 16, 17, and it was in 2018 where we actually changed it to the year. So just like you got a new car or you know something new for the year, now you've got your new version of the software. And if you're on version 2022, then you're current. If you're not at the latest version, it's pretty easy to do so. You can contact your local distributor anywhere in the country and around the world. And if you need to uh, get some further information on how you would do that, how you would contact your local distributor, you can always contact us directly. You can either call us at 800-444-4443, or you can you know, send us an email to the various, there's various email addresses you can use. And just for these purposes, I'm just going to give you mine. Again, Baser at vispero.com, and I can certainly get you in touch with, with who you need to. And you can always call us directly as well and say, I'd like to upgrade. And we've got some low-cost options now for you to be able to do that. We've got a home annual license. So if you're, if you're working at home and have uh, 
any of our software, John Zoom Text Fusion installed on your home machine, you can get into this from any version. So even if you're five or six versions back for right around $100, if it's Fusion, it's a little bit more. But uh, we've tried to make it as as easy and as affordable as possible for all of our users to stay current. And why is it important to stay current? Well, anything from the standpoint of security, having the latest Windows updates to make sure that those are working properly with your software, but also various software updates as well. And the best example that I can give, and you guys, uh, anybody on the uh, Zoom here now, Larry or anybody else, chime in if you can think of others. But, um, you know, for example, Microsoft 365, we think of that first and foremost as you know, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, and even the web browsers too, Microsoft Edge, they're always changing. They're always updating. There's new features that are coming. But also for things like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, which of course has become incredibly popular over the past couple of years, particularly through COVID, but uh, that was even happening prior to that. But um, it's changed a lot in just the past couple of years. And what we've tried to do with our software is keep up with that and make sure that you can take advantage of all of those changes throughout the software arenas that we all use as well. And the only way to do that from the standpoint of JAWS, Zoom, Text, and Fusion is to make sure you've got the latest and greatest version and that when an update comes out that you are eligible for, that you make sure that happens on your machine, that you uh, update whenever you can. So what I mean by that is, let's say that you have version 2022 and you say, okay, good, I'm updated. I've got it. I don't have to do anything for a year. Well, actually, about every six to eight weeks or so, we usually come out with an update version of the software. So an updated version 2022. And if you want to learn more about that, you can actually go to our website and find out, you know, what the latest build is and look at the changes that have taken place from one update to the next. So you can see why it's important to actually do this and to to stay current. So anyway, that's how that works. And so if you're at version 2022, just remember that, that uh, about every six to eight weeks, that's usually what it is. And it, you know, it all depends. Sometimes they're working on a new feature or sometimes they're waiting for, you know, maybe a security update, things like that. And it might be a little later or a little bit less. But once that comes out, you definitely want to uh, update to that latest version whenever you can. I would add only one more. There might be more, but th- this is pretty significant. And it's something that sometimes we take for granted. But it's your browser. If you don't yes. update your browser, and I'm not talking about Internet Explorer. If you've got Internet Explorer, you might as well toss that away. Because it's not being supported anymore, and it's going to get you into a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, if anything should come down the pike, because it's not being supported. But if you've got Edge, or if you've got uh, Google, or uh, some of us have Brave, I've got three or four. If I don't keep those things up to date, and we get new versions of JAWS coming out, uh, all of a sudden, some of the things that I used to be able to do with JAWS and the browser won't work anymore, because they can't keep updating x amount of versions going back they may do two but they probably won't do three or four generally not so you got to keep your browser up to date as well 
It's a very good point, Larry. Thank you. Absolutely. And that that's the thing. So not only is it our software, but it's pretty much everything that you're running on a regular basis on your machine and browser, probably one of the most important things because you know you're working on the internet every day, practically, most of us are, and you want to make sure you've got those security patches and new features that they're rolling out and uh, a a very good idea to keep that browser. Yeah, most browsers update seamlessly behind the scenes anyway, so you don't even know it generally, but but you need to at least be aware of it. Be aware of it and a good idea to check every now and then. We got an email just the other day that said, please update your Chrome to the latest uh, version immediately. There's a new security patch that was in there for some things. And so I had to go make sure that mine was. And in fact, just as you said, Larry, it was. So I was pretty happy about that. I'm like, all right, that happened. And and you're right. I didn't even realize that it did. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty convenient when that happens, when these things update behind the scenes, as long as they don't break anything else that's happening on your machine that, that uh, you're trying to do. But very important to keep all of those things updated. So and thank so you for that. Easy, easy to do, especially even, even doing new accounts in Outlook. Yeah. When I first, when I began to work here for ACB, I had to get a new address and it used to be years ago. You had to put a bunch of different things in place just to get the addresses, the, the account working. Now it's so simple. It's incredibly simple. So you, you don't look at it from a perspective of, oh my gosh, what do I do? I don't know what I'm doing. To ask somebody and they can walk you through it, but it's very simple now, far simpler than it used to be. And this is probably a good time to mention before we actually get into what we're going to do today, because I was going to mention this too. And I think since we're talking about browsers, I'm just going to do this right now, if, if that's okay. One of the questions that we get from time to time is, well, what about this new Microsoft Edge? You know, now that this is out, how does it work? And if I'm using another browser, do I have to learn a whole new browser? And, you know, what's it like trying to move from, say, Chrome to the new Edge? And the answer is that it's much, much easier and much more seamless, I think, than it used to be. Edge, the new Edge is built on the Chromium platform anyway. So, you, if you're using Chrome right now, you probably don't necessarily, and unless you want to, or your your company or enterprise who you you work with uh, says we're only going to use Edge. Maybe then you would you would switch. But of course, we support Chrome and Firefox and those browsers just like we would with Edge. So you can kind of pick your pick your browser and stay there. But I just wanted to make sure that you all know. If you have to make a change to Microsoft Edge, don't fret or fear because it really is pretty simple and works very similar. All the navigation quick keys are going to be the same. The way it loads websites is going to be similar. You're going to get the same information, the the browsing order. Everything's going to work very, very similar to how it would with Chrome. And one of the other questions, of course, Larry, and I know you, you probably hear this all the time is, well, yeah, but what about my favorites? You know, I've got my websites in here and I don't want to lose those. Well, there's certainly uh, a a pretty easy, uh, quick way to move those over to import those from other browsers into Edge, if that's what you're moving to. But the other thing that happens now with these browsers is that there's an autocomplete built in to these. So if you go to the site one time, the browser is going to remember that. And when you begin to type in again, by default, it's going to try to help you 
remember. So you might only have to type two or three letters and it's going to pull up the site it thinks you want to go to. And then you can just press enter and boom, you're on your way to that site. So having all your sites that you like to visit bookmarked like you used to have to do is not near as paramount or important maybe anymore because automatically, even if you don't mark the, uh, keep them as a bookmark yourself, with that autocomplete, the browser is going to remember where you've been and where you're probably trying to go again. So I'm not sure. I think I might only have a handful, like maybe four or five sites saved now as actual bookmarks. And I just rely on that autocomplete, you know, when I'm typing in to get to where I'm going. Does that, does that sound right, Larry? Is that what you do? Yeah. Uh, except that I, I lie, unlike you, I am lazy and, and I used to put favorites in and I still got them there from years ago because I just <laughs> never cleaned them out. I've never right, cleaned right. them out. You know, I should, but I just haven't done it. But you're right. You don't have to do that anymore. You, auto pop population is wonderful in Outlook and it's also great for websites. It saves a lot of time. It certainly does. Absolutely. And and I think that's kind of the common thought is, oh, I don't want to lose those bookmarks. I've had them for years and these are sites I like to go to and, and that kind of thing. And certainly you can you can bring those with you. But what you might find when you're working with these newer browsers, Edge and Chrome work the same way, is that you won't have to refer to them near as much because when you begin to type in where it is you're trying to go. For example, when I when I hit the letter F for Freedom Scientific, because I've been to our training page, freedomscientific.com slash training so many times, all I have to do is press F or at the, at, at the most FR, and it's going to auto-populate that and uh, put it up in the browser and say, is this where you want to go? And if so, press enter and boom, you are there. So it's very fast, very helpful. And uh, one of the probably, I got to say, one of my favorite features on these newer browsers that that happens because on the older ones like IE, you know, that Larry was talking about just a little while ago, that didn't happen. So if you did not have your favorite uh, bookmarked, then you had to remember what the site was, type it all in. Just like in the old days when you had to dial the whole phone number versus just going on your uh, smartphone and looking for the contact and or telling Siri, call. Larry Gassman, right? It's all a lot easier nowadays. That's for sure. All right. So with that, let's talk a little bit more specifically about browsing the web now. And if you're new to this and, and maybe you haven't done it a, a ton, or if you're a trainer and you're working on training folks how to browse the web and you know want to give them some good tools to do that. I hope you'll find this information helpful today because one of the things that we did at, this was long before the Vespero days, this was when it was Freedom Scientific. I think this, this tool, it's called Surf's Up. We used to call it our HTML challenge and now it's called Surf's Up. And basically what it is, is it's a series of web pages that we've designed ourselves that take you through various elements or various things about browsing the web. And I'll show you it in, in just a moment, but um, it's been around, geez, I think for probably about 20 years, because when we came out with JAWS 4.5, that's when we first had the navigation quick keys in 
for browsing the web by various elements. And what do we mean when we're talking about elements? Well, things like headings or edit fields or buttons on the page, links, all those kind of things. Things that you might not even realize always, you know, when you're looking at a page, all of the elements that are there because you do it so quickly or you don't use all of the the built-in elements that are there. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to kind of break this down and sort of start from the beginning so that you can learn a little bit about how web browsing really works with our software. But even if you're thinking, man, I've been doing this forever. I know how to do it. You may find something new here that you didn't realize existed before. And if this is a little bit newer for you, like I mentioned before, if you're going to, if you're a trainer in this regard and you want to want to help folks learn, I think this will be good. Or if you're new to browsing the web yourself and trying to learn more, I think uh, this stuff should be pretty helpful here for you today. So let me share my screen first of all. Share sound is what I need to do. doesn't matter whether I share the screen or not for most of you, right? All right. And my jaws is pretty fast. Let me slow this down. Slow, 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 slower. Title is meeting controls. Let's see how that is. Is that too slow? No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. For so me. now I'm just going to Alt Tab. Surf up, surfing the internet with Jaws. Google Chrome. Surf up, surfing the internet with Jaws. All right. So there you go. So I am on the Surf's Up homepage right now, and you heard that it's in Google Chrome. Another way for you to get there, and if anybody needs me to do this, if you want me to start from the very beginning, I'm happy to. So I just opened my browser. I went to freedomscientific.com slash training, and that's how you get to Surf's Up. That's the easiest way to do it. And it's all right there on the webpage. You just click on the link and you get into it. Now, one of the things that is of primary most important with this that I want you to know, if you're going to use this to learn how to navigate the web yourself or train somebody, I would recommend that you also download the Surf's Up. We have a zipped archive of all of these pages and files that you can put on your own external drive or a thumb drive so that when you're moving around with this and teaching other people how to browse the web with JAWS and Fusion, then you can use these web pages in order to do it. That way, they're not going to go out on the internet and get to who knows what page while you're trying to show them how to browse these pages. Or if you're ever you know, in an instance where there's not an internet connection, it could still be like you had one and you were live on the web at least from the standpoint of the Surf's Up pages here of all these pages. And you'll find out what I mean here as, as we go through this. But uh, once you go to the, the Surf's Up page off of our freedomscientific.com slash training page, at the very bottom, there is a link for downloading the uh, Surf's Up in a zip archive. And in fact, I think I can probably show you where that is right now. There is link Surf's Up zip file download. There you go. Surf's Up zip file download. That's where it's at, at the very bottom of the homepage. Okay. So very important to have that at your disposal. All right. So let's take a look at what we've got here. We're going to have JAWS 
speak a little bit today as we're moving through here because I just want you to hear a little bit about what these pages sound like and what's on them and kind of how they're arranged so that when you come in here and try to use this, you'll be a little bit more familiar and it's going to be a lot better than me trying to explain it myself. So what I'm going to do is surfing the internet with JAWS, heading level one. go right here to the first heading level and uh, let's listen to what we've got. You're going to get a description of why we call this Surf's Up. A, friend, a friendly shark rides the waves on the surfboard. Behind an island in the distance, the stars and Milky Way glow in the sky. Surfing the internet with graphic. JAWS opens a universe of opportunity. Graphic. Learn to use JAWS registered screen reading software to read and navigate the internet. Do you want to become a power JAWS user on the World Wide Web? Do you want to learn how JAWS can help you navigate the vast resources of entertainment, education, and information available on the web? Surf's up. Surfing the internet with JAWS teaches you to use JAWS to read and work with all types of HTML pages such as websites, help systems, web-based applications, and more. Learn how to use the powerful features of JAWS to get the most out of surfing the web. Note Surf's Up assumes you are running the most recent version of JAWS. Features demonstrated on these pages may behave slightly different in older versions. Main region and navigation region heading level 2 Surf's Up. Up. Okay, so that was a little bit of information there for sure. But basically what you heard and what I want to highlight is not only will these lessons or these tools work for websites, but also web-based applications as well. And that's pretty important because there's getting to be more and more of those all the time. So if this is an application uh, web-based that you use at work or you're trying to help somebody else learn how to use, many, many of these same techniques and um, elements on the web are going to be available there for you as well. And you should hopefully be able to uh, utilize this information to get familiar. Uh, more familiar with those pages or those web-based applications as well. Now, <clears throat> next what we have on here after that little introduction is we have several links that move off to other pages to deal more specifically with what it is that we're talking about. So what's the first one? Head visited link introduction to browsing the web. And I'm just going to tab through a few of these. Navigation region. Visited link web page elements. Okay, so web page elements are here. Tips for transitioning to Microsoft Edge Link. <laughs> See, I mentioned to you earlier that uh, there was something in here about transitioning to Microsoft Edge, and there it is, right there. Navigating web pages link. Temporary versus permanent changes link. JAWS web verbosity link. Just tabbing through. So we have several links off of this page that move to other pages to let us know about how it works when you're browsing the web and looking at the various different elements. So let's go here to um, web page elements. I think that maybe we've probably talked a little bit about uh, the introduction to browsing the web. Let me go to web page elements here. Intra web page elements. I'm going to press web enter. Web page elements. Web page elements. Page has two regions, two headings, and three links. Web. So let me point out one thing first before we, we go any further. You heard that every time we load a web page with JAWS and Fusion, it's going to give us some very valuable information. So you heard how many regions are on the page, and a region is just an area of the page where information changes. So there's like a navigation region. There might be other regions for where the content of the article is and things like that. You can't see those. They're not actually set up where you can see them on the web, but there is a way for you to move from region to region with the hotkey letter R when you're on a page. Then we heard the number of headings that are on the page and the number of links. 
Headings are important, and we'll talk uh, about those here in just a moment. But basically, that's how many, many, many web pages are divided into various sections, and you can move very quickly through those. And then the links are how you're going to move to other pages, of course, off of the page that you're on now. And what you're going to find out as we're moving through here today is that JAWS and Fusion uh, have various keys, hot keys is what we call them, keyboard navigation keys to be able to interact with all of these different elements. Web. So let's learn a little bit about the different web elements that are here. Web page elements heading level one. Elements are used. Elements are used to create the structure of a web page and are used to present information in various ways. JAWS interacts with these elements to provide the information you need to access the page contents. Some of the most common web page elements you will encounter include list of eight items, bullet links, bullet paragraphs, bullet headings, bullet numbers, and bulleted lists, bullet Okay, list. you know what? Let's let's stop there because uh, if, if you're not sure exactly what we're talking about there, you, you, you heard a lot of different things, didn't you? You heard a list start and then it's naming all these different bulleted points. And when we do that all at once, you know, that's, that's a lot of information and it's easy to lose your place. So let's go back here and let me just explain a little bit what we've got going on. List the information you need to access the page contents. Some of the most common web page elements you will encounter include. Okay. And then when we go to the next line, because these elements are actually set up in a list, you're going to hear Jaws say. List of eight items. So we're entering this list. There's eight items in this list. So eight different elements. Actually, there's even more than that, that it's going to that uh, are going to be included here in this list. Now, if I just use my arrow keys to move through here, I think this will be a little bit easier to understand. Let's try that. Bullet links. So links are first. And I think most of us know what links are. Bullet paragraphs. You can even move by paragraphs on pages. That's pretty nice if you got you know, lots of lengthy articles that you're trying to read. Bullet headings. And of course, headings. Bullet numbers and bulleted lists. Bullet tables. Bullet regions. Bullet images, bullet form controls, including radio buttons, edit fields, check boxes, combo boxes, list boxes, and buttons. Holy cow, what are all those, right? You may not have even realized, as you're filling out forms on the web, if you've done that already, that all of these different elements are there and how to navigate with all of them. And those are the various things that we talk about with Surf's Up here uh, with what we're talking about today. List end. And that's it. So we just went through all eight of those and we're at the end of the list. So we're halfway through here, guys. We may want to reset a little bit. And if anybody has a question so far on anything that we've talked about, or even if it's if it's something else, that's perfectly fine. We're at a at a point now where we can stop, I think, for a moment, and then uh, we'll get into looking at um, a few different elements here on the page that we have. We're not going to look at all of these today, of course, but I think we're going to give you a pretty good idea of what's here. We'll look at headings, and then we'll go look at a form that has uh, some of these various other elements that are included in the form. So, Donna, do you see anybody with their hand up now? Anybody uh, have a question, a comment? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I, I, see, as soon as I say that, there goes one. <laughs> There goes somebody. <laughs> and you know what? I know that a lot of folks listen to this later on. So, you know, across the ACB media platform and, and that kind of thing. And that's perfect. So even if you're not uh, listening live, if you think of a question or, you know, something that you want to know further information about, make sure and send myself an email. And I've given that email out before and I'll do it again at the end. 
Or there's another email address that you can also send to, and that is training at Vespero.com. Training at Vespero.com is a great place to send your questions regarding specific features because we can send you resources back like quick how-to videos or articles or webinars based on exactly what it is that you're wondering about. So keep that in mind. Okay, Donna, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're totally fine. Elizabeth, you may speak. Thank you. Well, I'm just thrilled for this talk and especially the last one that was mentioned. And I'm having, I don't necessarily have a, it's more of a comment that I'm hoping you'll, and I believe you're going to be including about these pull down menus. If you have to apply or uh, do an application online, you know, and then there's scrolling, I guess. Um, I've had trouble right. with a lot of that type of thing. So. So you're talking about some menus that come up on a web page that might not otherwise be there unless you say you you expand them or you press a button apparently, to open yeah, the menu. Apparently, like there's been some applications or even sometimes at checkouts where yes. I guess that there are these, you know, choices, but where, right, exactly, how to access them. And then okay. especially, I guess that these pull-down menus may have like, let's say, 10 choices but you'd have to scroll through them like the the window only allows for maybe one at a time does that make sense i'm not yep. really not clear on what's going on so i can't ask the clearest of questions but thank you so much you're welcome elizabeth no thank you and i i think i understand what you're talking about and larry help me if i'm if i'm missing something here but um one of the examples that i see of i think what you're talking about elizabeth is i book a lot of airline travel on orbits and one of the things that I have to do, if I want to get to a trip summary or a receipt, you know, or something like that, if I'm getting ready to do an expense report, I got to go get the receipt. Well, the only way for me to find that is there is a menu that has various options for view receipt, print receipt, do whatever else, view itinerary. I think there's several different things in there. And if you press enter on the first item of that menu or the part of the menu that you can see, a lot of times, then what will happen is beneath that choice, all of the others are going to pop up. And then you can use your arrow keys to just move through that menu and then press enter on the choice that you want. But the menu is not going to open and you're not going to see these choices until you activate the first one or until you press enter to expand the menu. Now, in the older times, and, you know, these things still exist all over the web as well, are these what we call drop-down boxes or combo boxes or list boxes. And they're a little bit different because that's a box that's already there. And if you do not go into that box and then press alt down arrow, that's the way to expand that or open it. It's your alt key and down arrow. Sometimes enter will work as well. But then what you're doing is you are expanding a, an actual box where there is lots of different choices and you can arrow through there and find the choice that you want. But I think what you're referring to is my, my former example where you're on a web page, you come to a spot where it looks like there might be a menu with more choices and you don't see it. You're like, well, how do I access this? And usually, if you press the, the enter key there on the first one, that menu should open up and you should be able then to interact with the rest of it. Anybody else, Donna, with, uh, with a question or comment? Not at the moment. Okay. Thank you. 
but, uh, Elizabeth, I think that's a that's a very good question. But the thing you have to do is you have to know that it might be there. And that was my issue when I first began to encounter these. I didn't know and I wasn't used to that. And so sometimes I'd miss it. But it, as long as you think to yourself, I wonder if there's a little menu inside and you press enter, then you then at least you're going to find it. But you got to know to look for it. No, it's absolutely right. And and sometimes when you're on a page, it is almost more trial and error than anything else to figure out how the page is laid out and, and what happens, you know, and what's there and how to how to move through and get to, uh, you know, what it is that you want to do. That's why I think one of the things that uh, is very important as far as using JAWS and Fusion go is that when you open a page, the first thing you should normally hear is JAWS trying to help you uh, give a layout of what the page looks like, how big it is. Some pages might have three and 400 plus links on them. Some might have about 80 headings and several regions. You know, if you open up your local newspaper site, for example, or maybe a, a local radio or television station site, there's going to be lots and lots of information there. And we won't even get into talking about trying to read an article, right? Sometimes that can be just crazy because there's so much advertising and so many more things than just the article on you know what you're looking for. But <laughs> let's assume you want to get the headlines and figure out what's going on at least. And that's pretty easy to navigate through. But what you want to do is listen to that message that uh, you hear with JAWS and or Fusion when you first start so that you know how big the page is, how many links you're looking at. And and what happens, you know, from from that point. Web page. And you know what? Why don't we do this? As I'm going to move this around a little bit, guys. This is kind of going in a couple directions here, but I think this is important. Let me back up here. Back surf up surfing the internet. With I'm on Tom. the main surf up page now, so this is a page that's got a few different things going on here. Surf. But um, let me just explain what I mean here just a little bit by uh, looking at links and kind of being able to figure out how the page is laid out. What should happen when you first open the page is you should get that message. Page has so many regions, so many headings, so many links. Josh should tell you that. Well, if you miss that, there is a way to go back and look again. I'm at the top of the Surf's Up webpage right now. And without leaving the page and coming back to it, I'd like to find out some more about how this page is laid out. The way I can do that is use my screen-sensitive help command, insert F1, and it knows we're in Chrome. It knows we're on a web page. And it's going to give us some very valuable information about what it is we're looking at. Let's do that now. Insert F1. This page contains 30 links. There are three regions. There are 11 headings. One at level one, two at level two, eight at level three. HTTPS www. Freedom Scientific. Com surfs up, surfs up, start here. HTM. This is an HTML or PDF document. <laughs> All kinds of information far more than you probably need but you heard how many regions how many headings how many links right there now let me show you two things uh, at the bottom of this message there's a link press escape to close oh, i'm sorry link list jaws hotkeys so here are jaws hotkeys that are relevant to what it is that we're looking at right now so when you bring up these help messages uh, definitely don't forget this keystroke, insert F1. It works all over with, with JAWS and Fusion, whether you are on the internet or in any Microsoft 365 application, wherever you are. But it's a relevant message 
as to where you're at currently when you press it. So this link right here is JAWS hotkeys related to web navigation. And when you're done, as you heard at the bottom, press escape to close this message. You just hit escape, sure. close that message, and you're right back on the page. Now, let's do this. I was going to move on and, and uh, move into some more of these elements, but I want to show you something first that I think is very important. Many of you might have been doing this for years. And if you have, that's great because this is a great way to navigate a page that you're on if, in fact, you're looking for a specific link to then be able to move on to something else. But I just want to show this to you once again because it's one of my favorite ways to move through a page. And it's something that's been a staple in JAWS and been here forever. And then we kind of moved to various other elements where we could bring up lists of each one of those. But if you're looking for a specific link on a page that you're on, an easy way to find it quickly is to press insert with F7, right? Insert F7. How many of you know that keystroke to be able to bring up a links list right in the center of your screen? So if you have somebody cited who's working with you on your assistive technology, this is a great way for them to also be able to look at the page and say, oh, you're looking for this link right here. That's how you do it. So let's try that right now because on this page that we're on right now, the Surf's Up page, we know there's 30 links. So that's a good fair amount of links. Let's see what they are. JAWS version 2022.2112.24 ILM. Links list dialog. Links list view. Skip to navigation. One of 30. All right. So there we go. Now we have in the center of our screen a list of links, and we got that by pressing insert F7. Now, what we can do are two things. If we just want to move through these links and figure out what's here, you can use your arrow keys, your up and down arrow keys to move through these links. But if you know the link you're looking for specifically, if you know what the, the name of that link is, you can do what's called first letter navigation and move directly to the link that you want. So let's see how this works. Introduction to browsing the web, 2 of 30. Okay, so I'm just using my arrow keys now and I'm moving down. Let's see what else we have. Web page elements, tips for transitioning to Microsoft Edge, navigating web pages, temporary versus permanent changes. So this is giving you an idea of all the various pages we have that are part of the Surf's Up. So again, like I mentioned, when you download this in a zip archive, you're going to have all of this available off of the internet, or you can do it live with these internet pages on any machine that's connected to the web. But either way, JAWS web verbosity, tables, 8 of 30, forms, not frames, language, dealing with difficult pages, using the JAWS find command, skim reading, 14 of 30, place markers and the custom page summary, fit personalized web settings. Okay, I just want to give you an idea of what's here. Now, what's what's at the bottom? What's on the 30th link? Next, all 10. Oh, okay, that's right. Next and previous are here. So let's let's see here. Trans up transitioning to Edge Chromium, 28 of 30. There we go. Transitioning to Edge Chromium is at the bottom. That is link 28 of 30. Now, if I go back up to the top, and I'm just going to hit my uh, control home in order to do that. Skip the navigation. So I'm back up at the top of this list now. So if I wanted to get down to transitioning to Microsoft Edge quickly, if I press TR, Tip transitioning to Edge Chromium 28 of 30. Boom, I'm there with just the press of a keystroke. So as you can see, a very efficient, very quick way to move through all the links on your page. And think of if you had a really large page, three, 400, 500 links. Well, if you knew exactly what you're looking for, you just bring up this list, get to the link you want, press enter, and you are on your way quickly. And that's how many of these different elements that we're talking about on the web work.
So we talked about headings. We're going to look at uh, form fields here in just a moment. But with headings, it's the letter H. So I'm just going to uh, press letter H right now so that we can move through here. Surfing the internet with JAWS. Surf's up. Let's see where JAWS can take us. Heading level two. Getting started with Surf's up. Heading level two. Install and launch Google Chrome. Heading level three. Install and launch Mozilla Firefox. Heading level three. So I'm just moving down the page and I'm pressing the letter H to move through various headings. And headings are moving our various sections of the web page where, you know, it, it's a great way to separate information that is a little different from what it is above it. Now, depending on the type of page it is, like this one here, uh, many of the things that are happening on this page are set up by heading and by link as well. So if we want to move back, we can do this with shift and the letter H as well. So if I want to move backwards, just hit shift and the letter H. Install and getting started with surfs up, surfs up, surfing the internet with JAWS. Head. And you can tell this happens rapidly. It, it happens very fast. And you're going to see headings all over the web, pretty much any web page that you go to. Not every single one, but two of the most popular examples of where headings really come in handy that I can think of are, first, if you go to Google and you do a search for, for anything it is that you're looking for, once your search results come up, they are divided into headings. And then there's a link there below the heading to actually go to the page that, that you found. But that's what's nice about Google. That's why I've used it for years and years, because it's quick and easy to move through the search results by heading. So you can just keep pressing H, 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 to go down through the various search results until you find the one you want. If you want to back up, you can press Shift H and move back. So a quick and efficient way to be able to move through your Google search results. The other place you'll find uh, headings is on Amazon. So Anything that you're shopping for on Amazon, much like Google, you know, you do a search and you get all kinds of search results. Hopefully, it's what you want for what it is you're looking for. And just like Google, you can use your heading commands, H and Shift H, to move forward and backward through the various shopping items that Amazon was able to locate. And then each one of those is a link as well. And the way you activate a link is to press Enter. So... When you find the result that you want, you can press enter, and then that's going to take you off to the Amazon page for that specific item. So a great way to move quickly through places like Google and Amazon by using headings and by using links. And it's going to, going to happen pretty quickly for you there once you get those figured out to be able to move through. And sometimes what happens is that's what people do. They learn those two things and think they got it on the web. Well, if you want to spend a lot more time, you noticed all the different things that you heard about here on Surf's Up that you can learn more about. Everything from how to navigate my paragraphs through various images, all the different drop-down boxes and buttons and checkboxes and radio buttons and all these different things. And in our time remaining, title is Surf's Up. Surf I think we're going to be able to take a little closer look at some of those let me see here if i can get to virtual find i do a virtual find just real quick here to learn how jaws because learn to learn how jaws can help you navigate uh, visited link form. forms here we go um donna any other questions at all or comments uh, anybody have their Music. hand raised at the moment not at the moment 
not at the moment. All right. Anybody listening, if you do have a question or a comment on anything that we've gone through, feel free to ask at any time and we'll address this because we're uh, we don't have too much time left and I want to make sure we get your questions Visited. in if you do. Using forms with JAWS heading level one. So using forms with JAWS, this is another very popular thing that we do on the web all the time. I mean, maybe you're gonna make an appoint a doctor's appointment or maybe you're gonna order a pizza. You know, or uh, go to DoorDash or Uber Eats and order some food to bring. I mean, everything is seems like a form nowadays where you're filling out information on the web, you're submitting it, and then you're getting results back. And that is what we're talking about here with filling out forms. And let's just listen here as we learn. Sorry, you do have a hand. There is a hand. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. All right. We have... Area code 505, and he knows 638. Yes. Uh, I just wondered, this is very good training. Thank you for doing this presentation. Thank you. Where in your state can you get that kind of training to, to, to do all this stuff? So let me um, guess. 505, you, are you in New Mexico? Yes. I'm in a, a little southern town in New Mexico, not anywhere close to Albuquerque. Well, that's a pretty good question then, isn't it? Um, you're probably familiar yes, with, it the, is. you know, the Commission for the Blind in, in New Mexico? Yes. Um, but because of my age, they don't, um, I don't know, they don't, I'm, I'm 50 and they don't, uh, because of the thing with Congress and stuff like that, you know, they cut out a lot of your homemaker and technology services and, and, um, you know, and it's very hard for older people. I do want a job, uh, even if it's working from home, but, um, it's very hard for people to get, uh, technology services or technology training in some of these states. Certainly. Nope. I, I understand, especially when you're in a rural, a small town, I've got two options for you. Number one, um, you could call the commission and find out if they've got any resources, any trainers who are close to you, where if you wanted to try to set up some time with them, if you if that's the best way you learn, where you had somebody sitting in front of you or working on Zoom or something like this, being able to teach you, that's an option. The second option is uh, what we've done at Vispero and Freedom Scientific, and particularly over the last few years with COVID-19, is we've dramatically enhanced the amount of resources we have available for training from a remote standpoint. So if you were able to identify some specific things you wanted to learn more about, uh, the odds are really, really good that we would have some things that could help you online whether it was on YouTube, whether it was a webinar on our training pages, or whether it was you know information you could read and then try some examples yourself to learn a little bit more about this. What I haven't shown you yet in this, uh, and we're probably not going to have time to do it here now, in the Surf's Up, there are various examples, various exercises you can try based on what it is we're teaching you to do. So there's a sample form that I'm going to show you here in just a second, and uh, it, it describes to you how to fill it out, and then you can practice. You can actually try it, and you can figure out if you're doing it properly. So that's yeah. what I would recommend, those two things for you in New Mexico. And send me an email 
or give me a call if you need further specifics and I'll be happy to help you. Donna, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're totally fine. You have another hand. But that's a very good question that that, that lady had. And that there's a lot of folks who are wondering probably similar things. And so I hope that answers the question. And Jane, you may speak. Hi, and Hi Jane. I, hello. And I will see you at CSUN next week at the exhibit hall. Um, good. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does JAWS run on a, or can it run on like a... What do they call these systems now that are mobile systems, but they're kind of on a computer, like on a tablet, perhaps, or, you know, those. Are you talking about a kiosk? Not a kiosk? Do you mean a kiosk or do you mean just like a portable, like a tablet? Yeah, now they have like a touchscreen tablet. Touchscreen tablets. Do they run on those? If it's Windows based, uh, JAWS has touchscreen capability so that you can use a touchscreen with it if you want to. It needs to be a Windows tablet in order for it to run. But yeah, you can, you can do that. But there's also now, you know, very lightweight small computers that still have, you know, the laptop keyboard layout for sure that uh, are very powerful and run JAWS beautifully. You might look at Dell or HP. There's some of those that are, you know, really nice, slick, uh, or sleek was the word I guess I was looking for. Nice little, uh, very tiny computers that that work beautifully. Anything else, Jane? Does that answer your question? Uh, yeah. And when is Braille Edit coming? <laughs> Braille edit. Yeah, I hope that's coming real soon, Jane. That'll be a great... If you're going to be at CSUN next week, make sure you find us and we'll talk with Ron Ron Miller. Uh, you know, Ron comes on ECB uh, communities here a lot uh, and we'll find out. We'll get an answer for you on that. But I hope it's soon. Thank you, Jane, very much. Anybody else? Donna, uh, any other uh, hands? Not at the moment. All right. Let's do this. Let's see here. Uh, what time are we looking at? I got to make sure. Yeah, seven my... minutes. Seven minutes. Okay. All right. We're doing good. Uh, why don't we do, I'm going to, I just want you to, to hear about forms here a little bit and we'll have a chance to go through this, I think, uh, very quickly. HTML forms allow you to access shopping carts, search engines, web-based email, online forums, and more. Forms include controls such as edit boxes, check boxes, radio buttons, combo boxes, and other controls similar to those used in dialog boxes. JAWS takes advantage of the features of HTML used to create forms and allows you to access all kinds of form controls. Heading level 2 moving through forms, the following is a list of JAWS navigation quick key commands that allow you to move quickly from one control to another. You can use the shift key in combination with many of the keystrokes to move to the previous unit or element. Summary this table lists navigation... Okay, so we're not going to go through all of these, but when you come and you look at surfs up from freedomscientific.com slash training. That's how you get to Surf's Up. Go to freedomscientific.com slash training. Look for the Surf's Up link. And then from that page, that's how you come into forms and navigating forms with JAWS. That's where you can learn about all the keystrokes available for you to interact with the various elements for filling out a form. And you just heard those listed there now. Now, why are there so many or why does it sound like there are? Well, if you're making a choice on a form, for example, it might be a checkbox. 
Or it might be a combo box where you are selecting from various options what it is you want. So the key is to figure out how the form's laid out and then how to interact with it based on what you've learned here in Surf's Up. Main region, web track sample now, form link. I'm going to go to a form. The web track sample form is what it's called. And this is just a, a sample form that's here in Surf's Up. Blank. Page has one heading and no links. The web track sample call. Okay, so there's no links in here. This is just all uh, various information that it wants you to fill in. Now, in most forms, there are a number of edit fields. In other words, a number of boxes where you're going to type in information. And if you think of that as an edit field, you're going to use the letter E. Remember how we used H for headings, right? And we moved through the various headings. Well, now in a form, you can use the letter E to move through these various fields. You can also tab, press your tab key. Because what's going to happen is, as you're filling out the form, you're going to be in something called forms mode with JAWS, and that's so you can type. So, so far, I've been asking you to press, you know, various keystrokes on the keyboard to be able to move around on these web pages. But if you're filling out a form, you actually want to be able to type your information using the keyboard. So, in that case, then JAWS moves into what's called forms mode so that you're typing your information into this form. So if you're moving by various edit field, moving through the form, the easiest way to do that once you're in and once you've begun to type is going to be to press tab because that won't take you out of forms mode. It'll keep you there and it'll just move you to the next field where you're going to need to type. Now that's assuming the form is all set up properly and labeled properly. And that's a whole nother discussion about accessibility of forms and did the people follow the proper protocols for making them accessible on the web this one that's an example here in surfs up of course is so let's figure out how this works the web so i'm going to go to the very top and i'm just going to use my arrow keys now to move down heading online group start contact information all right so contact information is what they want first of course first edit first name edit and anytime you hear edit E for edit, right? When you hear edit, that means they want you to type. So to get into forms mode for the first time, we're going to press enter. Contact information group, first name. This is a required field, edit. All right. So you hear Jaws reading all of that information properly. You also heard that little uptick, which is what gets us into forms mode. Let me just do that for you once again. I'm going to press my plus key now to get out of it. Virtual. Okay. Back to the virtual cursor. So we can move around this page, but let's get back into forms mode now. Press enter. There you go. So that by default is what's going to happen to let you know that you're in forms mode. And it wants my first name here. So if I type Jeff, oop, I need to be able to type properly, J-E-F-F. -F, and you're not going to hear me typing because I have my key echo turned off. But now let me press tab. Middle edit, middle initial has pop-up. All right, so it wants my middle initial, letter E. Let me press tab. Last name, this is a required field. Edit has pop-up. Has pop-up. Let me type my last name in here. Pop-up is something that works in these web browsers now so that if you've been in here before, if you filled out a form on the web before, then it will remember 
your contact information so that you don't have to do this again and again. And I've had uh, various success, bouts of success with pop-up. Sometimes it works like it should, sometimes maybe not. So as you get more used to filling out forms on the web, you may want to try to work with that and see if that works so that you can fill in information automatically when you come back. 45 seconds. Oh, okay. So, wow, we're at the end here. Okay, guys. So basically, let me just tell you this in the time we have left. To learn more about this, freedomscientific.com slash training and look for Surf's Up. Then you can go through all these elements that we talked about today and many, many more to learn how to interact with them with JAWS. You'll get instruction on how to do it. If you get stuck, send us an email, jbazer at vespero.com or training at vespero.com. Reach out to us and we'll be happy to help you. We'll see you next time on ACB Communities. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening today.